It's time to go back to the Truett Insurance and Bonding Hotline. It's a name that could be yours if the price is right, but right now Scott Latham's with us. Hello, Scott Latham. How are you? Good morning. I'm great. How are you, fellas? Oh, man, we're excited that you uh, got up early and joined us. Hope you had your coffee already. Yeah. I have had a good cup of coffee already, and it is a beautiful day in Montgomery. I hope it is where you are. Yeah, yeah. well, Scott runs the Alabama Bankers Association, yeah. so I thought it would be uh, interesting to have uh, have him on and talk to us about there's a lot of changes in the banking world. Yes. Um, you know, you got these huge banks from all over, uh, you know, kind of come into Alabama from time to time. Uh but, you know, how do the local banks go against that? And then there's a ton of consolidation, you know, amongst the, the banks and how that's playing out. So, Scott, kind of give us a lesson in, in banking right now. Well, thank you so much for the opportunity. I, uh, as you said, I'm with the Alabama Bankers Association. We are a trade association based in Montgomery. And uh, our job is to represent and be an advocate for the the banks across the state of Alabama. And as you said it, we have some outstanding banks in the state. Yes. Uh, just, just, uh, just as a matter of record, we have, uh, 120 banks in our membership. 99 of those are Alabama chartered banks, meaning wow. that they're chartered, you know, in the state of Alabama to, uh, to do business here. Uh, Regions Bank being our largest in-state bank, uh, about 163 billion wow. in assets. Uh, our largest member in the association would be Wells Fargo, which of yeah. course is an out-of-state bank doing business in Alabama. Yes, but then you have you have banks that are are much smaller in asset size, but not any smaller in spirit. Uh, People's Bank of Red Level. I, I was about oh, to wow. mention yeah. them. Uh, I, I know about yeah. them. So, do you? Yeah. yeah. Uh, so it's interesting that, that 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 bank. I mean, nothing against that bank, but it's a small bank, sure. and that it's still able to operate in the world the way things are now. Where, yeah. Uh, it it would seem like it seems like all these other banks are trying to get branches or you know get to as many people as you can but the bank of red level is is kind of down near uh andalusia ish uh down in that area and you know is is doing their thing you're absolutely right and and there are banks uh like that all across this state really all across the nation that are just integral parts in, in fact it could be the only bank in a small community that that really does a great job of, of meeting the customer needs there so yeah, we we are uh, we're very blessed, uh, very thankful across the state to to have some outstanding organizations. And you're right, banks are undergoing a a, a lot of change. You talked about uh, mergers there, and you talked about you know banks changing names. We have seen a lot of that, you know, in the last uh, twenty years or so. And you know, we've seen a number of charters, uh, you know, really really go down. Uh, you know, back in the Back in, let's say, probably around 2000 or so, there were over 9,000 banks in the country, uh, and and now that number is is a little under 5,000. And so, you know, we, we've seen a lot of consolidation. That isn't always a bad thing. Uh, you know, consolidation or, or really merger activity can be a sign of a very competitive industry. Sure. Sometimes to, you know, you've got a you've got a market and a bank determines or two banks determine that hey we can come together and do this in a more efficient way than we were before you know that we've seen a lot of that you know that may happen as a result of of a certain 
management team or or board of directors, you know, maybe getting a little older and deciding that, you know, it's time to pass this on to somebody else. It, it may simply be as a result of, of two, you know, groups getting together and saying, hey, we can, we can create some efficiencies and do this better, uh, maybe have more capital to make more loans and uh, thus, you know, deploy more into the communities in that way. And so, uh, you know, mergers can be troubling to people, but, but generally they're uneventful for customers. Uh, I have some friends who uh, recently went through a, a change and, you know, I, I think it wasn't until they got there, you know, maybe their packet that had the new name and the new logo they had had, had even recognized it because none of the people had changed that yeah. they dealt with. Well, you know, so, uh, I'll give you the story of, of my bank. Uh, I, uh, it started out as South City Bank uh, yeah. in Vestavia, and yeah. people I knew were doing it. And uh, Elam Holly, uh, super good guy they brought in that, Absolutely. That, uh, that, that, that was the head of it. And uh, then they changed the name. They, it, they still owned it and all, but they changed it to First Partners Bank, okay? Uh, and then uh, a few years after that, they sold, and Progress Bank out of Huntsville bought it. And then Elam and Chip McCallum and some other guys uh, stayed on the board there. But now they have announced they're selling it to a bank out of Greenville, I, I think is called United Community Bank, if I'm thinking right. But but it makes me wonder, like, you know, there this here's a bank out of South Carolina that's coming in, and I think this extends their footprint now to, I think, Tennessee, South Carolina, Georgia, and now Alabama. But, you know, does that just then make them a target for a bigger bank so somebody's going to buy them? You know, that's a, that's a great point, and, and there, there are many times we wish we could read those tea leaves yeah. you know, in advance. Uh, we, we certainly can't, but you're right. And, and certainly I, I remember South City and certainly the change to First Partners. Elon was on our board of directors for a number of yeah, years. Great guy. Uh, a great guy and the, and the progress folks and so many others like him uh, around the state. You know, in, in, in many cases, uh, and, and customers probably don't have an opportunity to know this, but at the time of a merger, uh, regulators, uh, you know, the, the folks who, you know, regulate the banks, uh, government officials, monitor a bank's performance under something called the Community Reinvestment Act. Mm. And, and that Community Reinvestment Act, which has been on the books for a long time, uh, requires banks to serve all parts of the community, you know, all zip codes, all neighborhoods. And, and since a merger, in many cases, is motivated by a bank's desire to, you know, be in a new market, if you will, uh, the commitment to the community is often enhanced. We, we see that, you know, time and time again. And, and, and so since these merger transactions, you know, really, really kind of focus public attention on what a bank is doing in the community. And, and, you, and you may hear a little more about it as the bank transitions from one name to another. Uh, those banks frequently demonstrate that commitment in an even stronger way. And, and we're in a position to see it, you know, kind of, Kind of looking through a lens of their of their trade association, banks aren't in uh, banks aren't institutions rather who are going to stand up every day and, and kind of wave wave their hands and say, "Hey, look at what we're doing." We just don't do that. Yeah. But but our banks are integrally involved in, in communities and supporting good things that go on. And so you know sometimes the mergers while they while they can be. And if you work in a bank, you know, a merger can be a challenge for sure because you want to be you want to be a part of that team going forward. And sometimes uh, that doesn't happen. But 
uh, you know, mergers can bring on good things. Yeah. Uh, you know, despite the despite the complications that sometimes come with them. You're uh, you're listening to Truett News Radio. We're on the air right now with Scott Lathan, the head of the Alabama Bankers Association. Scott, you know, one of the things that your members got asked to do, and it was a big ask. Uh, we went through this this pandemic thing, and uh, as these PPL loans went out, really, uh, your members were put in sort of an extraordinary position. Is that right? You know what? Absolutely. And uh, I appreciate you asking about that because, again, that is something that has been a, a big, a big, big, big impact, I believe, on on certainly our state and our nation. So so you're right. You know, the Paycheck Protection Program was something that nobody dreamed of or had even heard about. It was a, a program that that basically allowed businesses to, you know, get a loan that was backed by the government that could could easily be forgiven uh, in order to keep people on the payroll and keep people at work. There were, uh, uh, you know, lots of people that you and I know who were impacted in a positive way For because sure. of that. Yeah, yeah. You know, uh, 60 days, 30 days even prior to the Paycheck Protection Program going live, no one had ever heard of it. Yeah. And so the intricacies involved in that uh, I, I heard one fellow say it was much like building a jet while it was taking off on a runway. <laughs> that makes sense. Sure. And yeah, and so we uh, we're, we're very pleased to have been a part of that. Uh, you know, round one of the Paycheck Protection Program, I believe, ended about the middle of April. Yeah, uh, in 2020, and it came online only weeks ahead of that. Our banks made twenty-seven thousand nine hundred plus loans wow. to the tune of just under $5 billion. Wow, wow. And we're asked to bear the risk. <laughs> That's right. And we're asked to bear the risk. And so, you know, when when all things were, were considered, you know, billions of dollars, uh, you know, made in the state of Alabama. And, and average loan size in the first round, I think, was about $88,000 or so. Wow. Congress came back in 2021, as you may recall, and and uh, and we made a, and, and had a second, uh, you know, second allocation. Well, they actually had a, a second allocation in the first round, but then in 2021, the program cranked back up again, and we made another almost three and a half billion dollars, a little over 100,000 loans again. Wow. Those were average loan size of about 31,000. So I think the thing that I'm proudest of, guys, is that, and again, people wouldn't know this, but literally our bankers in many cases, were running 24-7 shifts in the back offices because the problem that we had, and and many many of your listeners may have experienced this, uh, there was a delay in getting the loan uploaded. And and what people didn't know and what we were trying to respectfully say through the media is, hey, we're ready. We're here. We've got your applications. But the, the SBA, which is a great organization, uh, their, their loan systems, it couldn't handle their capacity sure. of, of just simply uploading the loans, you sure. know, so. Well, it's a singular uh, it event a, in our history, yeah. you know, so, uh, yeah, that, that's a, that's fantastic. Yeah. Well, Scott, we're, uh, we got to run right now, but uh, you got anything uh, you want to finish up with? You know what? Uh, we just appreciate so much an opportunity to have uh, your, your listeners bank in our banks. Make sure you understand we are the safest and best place for your money. Uh, we love being a part of the community. We love helping uh, our customers. I want to ensure that your listeners 
recognize the importance of keeping their information safe, particularly our older consumers want to make sure that they're uh, not trusting of anybody who calls and says they're a bank. Give me your information. Double verify every time and make sure that uh, you're, you're, uh, you're dealing with who you think you are. Okay. Well, man, thanks again for joining us this morning. We'll get you back on with some more updates as we go forward if you're up for it. Absolutely. Anytime. Hope you guys have a great day. All right, Scott. Have a great weekend. Yeah, that's Scott Latham, the head head of the Alabama Bankers Association.